everyone. Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Indy Paisley and I'm a project officer in the diversity, equity and inclusion team here at Deakin. I wanted to first start with an acknowledgement to country. We acknowledge that the lands on which Deakin's campuses reside were places of age-old ceremonies of celebration, initiation and renewal and that the local Aboriginal peoples have had and continue to have a unique role in the life of these lands. We pay our deep respect to the ancestors of Wadawurrung country, Eastern Ma country and Wurundjeri country where our physical campuses are located. Today we're joined by Michael Killen who is a residential leader and psychology student here at Deakin. Michael grew up just outside Warrnambool and moved on campus to Geelong at the start of 2021. He has just finished his fourth year of psychology and over the course of his studies has been involved in a wide variety of student leadership initiatives and roles and is passionate about advocating for the mental well-being and engagement of young people in the community. In this episode, we'll be exploring how Deakin Residential Services, or DRS, fosters a sense of belonging and inclusivity and promotes diversity and equity in student housing from a student perspective. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. I'll get started and jump into the first question. So are you able to share a bit about the transition from living in a regional area like Warrnambool to living on campus in Warm Ponds? And if there were any um, challenges that you faced during the transition? Yeah, so I think moving out of home for the first time for anything can be a really confronting experience. And it was definitely a massive change of scenery for me. Prior to moving, I had never really been to Geelong apart from very brief trips. So oh, really? even my knowledge of how to get around the campus was very limited. But yeah. I would say the biggest challenge without a doubt is just the unfamiliarity and the adjustment. Mm. It took me a while to learn the layout of Geelong, where everything was, and to get to know all the locations of my different classes. And yeah. moving out presents you with a lot of independence so that mm -hmm. means being responsible for my own cooking cleaning yeah free, needing to get my own groceries properly budget and I think most importantly meet people it's a yeah. really massive change moving away from your friends and the social circle that you know so I think there's plenty of different challenges that come with living on your own but the adjustment is definitely the most universal Oh, it sounds like it would be a big change. In regards to that transition and that uh, massive change that you experienced, I was wondering if living on res, like if living on res contributed to your transition to Deakin? Yeah, absolutely. I think living on campus made the social challenges of moving especially so much more manageable, manageable okay. by sort of helping to soften that blow of not being around your friends and your family, often whom you've grown up with your entire life. So I think mm. everyone's kind of experiencing that same feeling of moving out of home. Everyone's more or less in the same boat when they move on campus. And so that creates a sort of instant connection between you and anyone you meet in your first week. You have an instant shared experience to bond over. And in a lot of yeah. ways that helps take the pressure off. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, as you were speaking, I was thinking that that would definitely help with creating sort of a, yeah, that shared experience and a sense of connection and belonging to those around you. So within um, Deakin Residential Services, so I'm sure you're aware that residents and staff share the responsibility of like building and maintaining that healthy and happy community um, and guided by the respect community values. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about those values and how they present for you. Yeah. 
So to give a very brief overview, the respect values to me serve as a benchmark of community standards that apply to every aspect of the on-campus experience, whether that's events, utilities, online activities and promotions, and of course, interactions between different groups of residents and staff members. And mm -hmm. these shared values help ensure that the community and everyone in it feels comfortable to express themselves and build um, long-lasting mm -hmm. connections in a safe and enjoyable way so the yeah. values in order are responsive encouraging safe proactive enjoyable connected and tolerant awesome thank you for that I am also aware that you've undertaken the role of a volunteer residential service leader which is pretty cool um, I was wondering what inspired you to apply for that position yeah so to give a little bit of background, throughout my first year moving on to campus, I was really engaged with the community, going to all the events, essentially. <laughs> and it was basically yeah. my first chance getting to interact with all sorts of different people after the COVID-19 lockdowns ended. Yeah. And yeah, the residential leaders in my building were really great and they were mm -hmm. really actively engaging me and they helped me adjust on my first day, helped me know where everything was. And I think... I was really inspired to give that same level of support to new residents and mm -hmm. be a lot more engaged in the community on like a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, with the respect values, like are there any particular examples where you would embed those DRS respect values into your role? Yeah, I would say that the residential leader or RL team operates with mm -hmm. respect values at the forefront of basically everything we do, whether that's how mm -hmm. we interact with our residents on a day-to-day -day basis and address their concerns or how mm -hmm. events are planned and run. I would say being proactive is a massive part of the role as you never know what sort of experiences or challenges you may face, which is why the DRS mm -hmm. team gives the RL team a massive amount of training to deal with all sorts of situations from bystander mm -hmm. intervention and mental health first aid to diversity awareness training and drug yeah. and alcohol awareness training but I think the most important respect value in the role is connected residential leaders right. need to be connected not only with the whole res community but also their specific college and the buildings that they look after directly this mm -hmm. might mean saying hi and starting up a conversation with a resident when they're alone or catching up and seeing how they're doing during a monthly door-to-door -door check-in Residents mm -hmm. are encouraged to engage as much or as little as they want. Some of my residents mm -hmm. were super engaged in every event, <laughs> there, whereas others preferred to just study, steer away from yeah. all that, which was equally valid. I think yeah. maintaining a safe and enjoyable community environment was a key part of the role, which DRS team, they were always happy to assist with. They did things mm -hmm. like provide us with, with um, food for a building pizza night or for a coffee catch up. In some mm -hmm. ways, things like that feel really small and like a, it feels like a really small role but I think the impact cannot be understated as yeah. those small interactions can really build up and change someone's entire res experience. I think yeah. one specific instance of this was at a little food truck night where we had just mm. got everyone signed in and people had divided out into their different social groups and I remember seeing one resident sitting alone in the corner so I went and ate my food with them and struck up mm -hmm. a conversation and it turned out they were really into classical music, which yeah. I also enjoy. And I was able to talk to them in detail about that. And even though that was yeah. such a small action for me, I think it made a massive difference for them. And I saw yeah. that resident come around to a lot more events from then on. And they participated yeah. in the community a lot more, which was really great to see. 
That's so wholesome. Oh, I love that recollection because I was going to ask if you had any particular experiences that pro- that showed promotion of an inclusive and supportive environment. And I feel like that's a perfect example. Oh, I love that. That's so, so sweet. How do you, in your role as a res leader, ensure that activities and events are organised for residents in an accessible way? So making sure that those events are accessible and welcoming to all students. Yeah, I think to give a little brief overview before that, res has mm-hmm. always been a really diverse environment, much like Deacon itself. And I mm-hmm. think in promoting that shared community background, cultural language and other backgrounds are broken down significantly. And one yep. way that res achieves that is through the college system. To give mm-hmm. a brief, very brief overview, it's mm-hmm. very similar feel and vibe to Harry Potter houses. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, different forms of accommodation correspond to different colleges. So your share houses yeah. would be Alfred Deacon College, townhouses would be Willem Yuluck College, studios would be Parks College and apartments uh, Brougham College at Waterfront. And this yeah. shared sense of community identity helps the people who are living in a close knit environment feel a lot more connected at a personal yeah level with colleges becoming these very tight-knit communities and this is particularly true in Barton College which is the smallest college in terms of numbers but they make up for it with a really energetic spirit much like a footy club to Mm -hmm. help the colleges feel even more connected DRS holds Mm -hmm. a yearly college cup where the colleges compete across a range of different events from your res sport to a great debate to a res factor talent show And these events allow people with many different talents to work together and feel some pride in where they live and make a friendly competition out of fun activities as well as important initiatives such as a blood drive competition for which college can donate the most blood. And while the colleges can get very competitive, DRS makes sure it's always in good fun and gives them a chance to be included. (laughs) Like they might have a puzzle and brain game competition on at the same time for people who aren't as sporty. Or Yeah. Yeah. So being part of a very diverse and encouraging college environment is a really powerful way to help students feel supported and accepted. And I think the RL team itself is always really diverse in terms of the perspectives and the type of people who are brought into the role. I think people mm-hmm. think that to be a residential leader, you have to be outgoing, you have mm-hmm. to be confident and loud, and you need to give off school captain energy, but that is so far from the truth. I think yeah. it makes an extra effort to ensure that all sorts of different people are given the chance at leadership so that yeah. residents from many different environments and backgrounds can see and relate to someone who's similar to them and someone who shares their interests or their perspectives. Yeah. That is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It does sound a lot like Hogwarts, <laughs> which is so cool, um, especially when you mentioned like the the cup and like the talent shows and everything. That sounds so, so exciting. Out of all of the activities and events that you've been a part of, what's been the most memorable for you? I think one event that comes to mind a lot is the mm-hmm. cultural food night where res Ooh. organizes different food trucks of various cuisines and they also encourage students to bring foods from their own countries along wow. whether that's something like a paella or curry or sushi or even anzac biscuits and fairy bread yeah. <laughs> it's a really great night getting to eat all sorts of amazing foods and engage with a range of different cultures and I think that night brings the best out of people it's one of my favorite events because everyone comes along so open-minded and so encouraging yeah that sounds amazing I have another question 
I was wondering, so as, so from your background of coming from Warrnambool originally, I was wondering if you spent much time at the Warrnambool campus itself um, and if you've noticed any differences between those two campuses, if at all. Yeah, I have spent a fair amount of time at Warrnambool campus, particularly yeah. um, during COVID and before I moved to Geelong. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout high school in year 12, I went through the Deacon Accelerate program where you do... Ooh two university units in your VCE year 12 and you get to experience university before everyone else get a little bit of credit towards your degree and I think that really helped me adjust to university itself a lot more especially because it was Mm -hmm. mostly online so I was a little bit more ready for studying my whole degree online when it came to that but I think a lot of my time was spent at the Warrnambool campus just studying in preparation for that especially because mm-hmm. like the university workload was so much more intense than what I was used to so it was yeah. a really big change. I would probably say that the Warrnambool and Warm Ponds campuses in particular are pretty similar in terms of like the way they're laid out. They're very walkable, very nature-focused campuses and I definitely really enjoy both campuses still. I'll still volunteer to do the open day for Warrnambool whenever I can because Mm -hmm. it's a really great experience. You always get to meet people who are really enthusiastic about the different courses and they're very passionate about the courses they do have there, like marine biology. Mm Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, they have an entire boat that they'll, like, put out on open day. So you get to, like, go on the boat that they use to go out and conduct their research, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, the campus is, like, on the river, too. So you can, like, go for a river swim if you ever wanted to. The res there is a very, very close-knit community, even more so than Warm Ponds, because there's less people there. You really get to know everyone. In comparison, Mm -hmm. Warm Ponds has about, like a thousand plus beds I would say so definitely a lot more people coming to study so Mm -hmm. yeah wow that sounds so cool and the fact that you have all of that insight is incredible did you start like in your first year at Deakin did you apply for the residential leader role or was that further into your degree Um, that was further into your year they usually encourage you to apply after you've lived on res for about a year so for me that was in the last year of my degree my third year um, mm-hmm. I'd spent my whole second year on res and then that experience encouraged me to apply for the role in my third year yeah that sounds amazing that's so cool you've covered such a wealth of information um, which is so good and I'm sure that the listeners would really value from hearing all of that was there anything else that you'd like to add I think I would like to highlight a few more of the different sort of opportunities that are afforded on res because I think that it's easy to say that like this single event is accessible this single event is inclusive but I think Mm -hmm. that there's an overall design philosophy to a very large majority of the events at res Mm -hmm. that you can very much feel when you're in on the inside of it like I would say a large majority of the events are designed to be as inclusive and accessible as possible one Mm -hmm. example would be changing an RUAK day color run to a color move which encouraged Ah. people to support mental health and open conversations in a much more accessible way you didn't have to run you could walk you could skip you could yes kind of just yeah it it encouraged people to engage at their own level and for the events that are like physically demanding such as like a hike in the Yu Yangs Mm -hmm. or a trip to Adventure Park where Mm -hmm. possible DRS would also organize accessible events on at the same time so those people weren't just missing out they would have a chance to do like a painting workshop or cookie decorating or something fun so that everyone has a chance to be included in something rather than feeling like Mm -hmm. they've missed out for whatever reason. 
Yes. Yeah. Because I was going to touch on that in terms of accessibility, like what we actually mean by that, like who is it accessible to? But the fact that DRS offers all other events as well um, that can be more accessible for other people who might not be able to access other events is incredible. And it definitely sounds like it demonstrates those um, respect values that are underpinning practice for not only staff, but students as well. You've covered so much information, which is awesome. I'm just blown away by it, to be honest. (laughs) So I'm still like wrapping my head around how cool it sounds and how exciting to be a part of that community. Yeah. Thank you so much for delving into that. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the listeners as well when I say that that's incredible, incredibly insightful what you've shared. And I wish I could have joined. (laughs) I wish I could have come on to res. I, yeah, I've never heard anyone have a bad experience. I think when we do tours for high school students, one of the things mm-hmm. we always encourage them is if they can go live on res for a year because you'll meet your lifelong friends there more so than yeah. anywhere else. Like Dusa clubs are great, but I think living with someone in that close environment just creates a type of connection that you can't find anywhere else. I think it's entirely unique and it's your last chance to really just be engaged without ever having to make the effort. Like there are events on every single week. In your first week, you wouldn't have to cook if you didn't want to because they would do a lunch and dinner every single day. And I Mm -hmm. think they always encourage you to do um, all sorts of activities. I would say over three years living on res, I've basically done every activity in Geelong without paying a cent, which is just amazing value. Like wow. they take you roller skating. They take you to the talky, the talky chocolatey. They take you everywhere you could think of, basically Melbourne trips. Um, they do Warnable trips, lawn trips. You go all over the place and they just want you to have fun. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How really, do you really find cool. out about those events? Where are they promoted? So Res has one singular Res portal on one site. That's where you go to pay your bills. That's where you go to apply to live on Res. And on that site, they have all of the events listed there. One other great thing that happened that changed while I was at Res, actually, I can remember it being different, whereas previously they had separated Warn Ponds and Waterfront Res. They were two Mm -hmm. completely different entities, basically. But this Mm -hmm. year and last year, they really made the effort to do one combined Geelong Res. So Waterfront students can sign up for events at Warm Ponds and Warm Ponds students can sign up at Waterfront. So that might be things like going sailing out on the um, sea and then... Mm-hmm. waterfront students could come to warm ponds and do the food trucks here and do mm-hmm. um, Diwali celebrations or anything like that and I think it creates a lot more of a unified environment and you just sign up for that on the res portal most of the events are free with the one exception to that being the yearly res ball which is kind mm-hmm. of res's big celebration big wrap-up for the year where they award the winner of the college cup that I mentioned before it's always a really mm-hmm. good celebration you get all dressed up they have photographers photo booths and always a really fun event this year we had a masquerade ball so had to get a mask out um that's cool they they always make it a really unique experience which is so great but yeah no the res portal is one-stop shop for everything at res you book appointments if you need support with anything that's where you can um, put in your maintenance requests if things break in your room and yeah it's they make it very easy to access the events and make it super super easy to attend there's basically no cost to yourself so it's always encouraged to come along as much as possible even if it's just to the free food 
Yeah, yeah, oh, that would be a big incentive for me, the free food. <laughs> oh, amazing. That sounds so incredible, like to be able to have that experience alongside studying. It sounds like it would definitely make the, yeah, the transition from living away from home that little bit easier because I can only imagine how daunting it would be moving to somewhere that's completely foreign and unfamiliar. Yeah, it sounds like students are very supported when it comes to living on res, which is awesome. Yeah, it was really good to be involved. And if my insights can be anything, it would just be live on res, have a go at it and just put yourself out there. I think it's always a really rewarding experience and you'll always get to learn something new about yourself, learn something new about others. And yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, Michael, and for sharing a bit of insight into how you felt that sense of belonging and diversity at DRS. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. If you found any of the content in this episode distressing, please do seek support through Safer Community Services on 9244-3734 or 1800RESPECT on 1800-737-732. And if you're a Deakin staff member, you can contact the Employee Wellbeing Service on 1300-687-327. Should you have any questions or feedback about this episode, please email us on respectatdeakin.edu.au. Thanks for listening, everyone.